Hello, Fraser Jack here again. Uh, welcome back to the FAAA podcast being recorded at the Adelaide Congress. Welcome, Ryan. We're joined by Ryan. Firstly, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know uh, the first thing that I noticed that you and I both have different accents. Yeah, we do indeed. Um, yeah, I'm from Cape Town, South Africa. My name is Ryan Stramrud, and I am the official closing keynote for the entire conference. So I'm going to be talking about anything that isn't financial advice, um, but I'm really going to get stuck into some heavy mindset stuff, which uh, is generally enjoyed around the world and adds a lot of value. Fantastic. And I'm looking forward to getting stuck into that heavy mindset stuff as we have a quick conversation. Uh, now, you're, you've just flown in this morning. You're probably uh, straight, off the, straight off the jet. Yeah, I'm straight off the jet uh, this morning from Cape Town. I think uh, about an eight and a half hour uh, time difference. So I'm not terribly sure what time it is in my head. Um, but I'm wide awake and yeah. We're here, we're ready to go. Uh, let's, uh, let's go back. Tell us a little bit about your journey. I mean, obviously we're going to start talking about some heavy mindset stuff, but yep. uh, there's been some quite some sporting achievements in, in there as well. They, they have. And every time that is said, I always do a little gulp because I am so far away from being a sportsman, although I am a sportsman. And the truth is, which I don't tell a lot of people, but at the age of 29, turning 30, I was a fat, lazy couch potato. Not that fat, but getting fat. Um, And I just through a series of coincidences and a little bit of self-discipline, I decided to get off the couch, proverbially speaking, and uh, do something to to start my fitness. And that uh, led me to a swimming pool where I joined a little swimming squad. That was um, back in about the year 2000. I'm now about uh, 50. I'm going to do the maths. I'm 50 years old now. I've just turned 50. Um, And that joining that little swimming squad has sent me on a journey around the world to some of its most inhospitable places. Um, Firstly, just pushing my own boundaries, very much a personal journey, but that took me onto the global stage and shoved me uh, smack in the middle of this little group of sports extremists that you find around the world that I had no idea existed, and that led to me doing a whole bunch of crazy things, which uh, makes for a really good keynote. Fantastic, and it will be a really good keynote. Now, uh, swimming is probably one of the most... Uh, lonely sports, I guess you could say. You, yeah. you, you might have teammates from time to time, but generally yeah. speaking, you can't talk to anybody. You can't do anything while you're, while you're swimming. That's 100%. You know, you're very much in your own head. And that is part of the discipline, actually, especially when you're doing extreme distance stuff um, because you've got no distraction. You are there in the pain. You're feeling the cold. You're feeling the stings. You're feeling the psychological uh, effects. You always know what's swimming below you and what might be and what might not be. Um, and it's very hard to overcome those demons. It's part of the discipline. It's part of what I love, to be honest. Yeah, there are a few demons under the water, aren't there? I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been off the coast here in Adelaide, actually like, diving with the uh, the great whites. That's uh, that's a bit of a fun uh, experience. But when you can't see below you, yeah, you know, you, I'm, I'm listening intently because I've just arrived. I don't know a lot about the waters. I know uh, Australia has a lot of great whites, but uh, I plan to go for a nice long swim in the ocean tomorrow morning. Um, Maybe I'll do a bit more research. No, you're fine. You'll be fine. Good. You, you can take that. If you don't turn up for the keynote, we'll get somebody. No, I'm only teasing. <laughs> uh, so, so tell us about your, your history, your career. What, is, what, is, what are you referring to when you talk about long distance swimming? Yeah, so f- firstly, I mean, I've run an advertising sales house. I'm a salesman by trade for, for the last 25 years. And uh, in the background, as I just described in the beginning, I started doing the swimming stuff, which was completely boring in the beginning, and then eventually led me to do some crazy stuff. Uh, and I was eventually pushed and pushed and pushed to start telling that story. Um, and I didn't see the value in doing that, to be honest, because it was my personal journey. Uh, and eventually, I f- you know, long story, I eventually was convinced through a sales conference that I was usually a delegate. 
my sister, in fact, went to the CEO and said, hey, my brother does all this cool stuff. He's been a delegate of yours for the last 10, 15 years. Uh, why not hire him as a speaker? And pushed me into that. And I put a story together um, after you know not being very happy with her, but taking the challenge. And stood up on the stage and got a 550 person, which was the full house at that time, standing ovation. And that literally on that day has snowballed into me becoming an international uh, inspirational speaker. I go around the world all the time. Um, but that's where it all started. You know, it's just uh, it's a crazy journey. And that is part of the message, believe it or not. Yep. And we're going to talk about um, some of the mindsets uh, that you've been through and some of the mindsets that you talk about in your presentation. Do you want to give us a quick overview of, of those? Yeah, so my discipline happens to be ultra-extreme cold water. Now, humans, most people know, humans have not evolved well to handle the cold. We've evolved extremely well to avoid it. So when we throw ourselves in extremely cold water, and I never wear a wetsuit, by the way. This is always a Speedo or budgie smugglers, as you guys, uh, Aussies say here. Um, when we throw ourselves in extremely cold water, the body, and more importantly, your mind, does everything it possibly can to get you out. You know, the, the mind goes into a spin. It implements pain, panic, and fear. They come together in a split second to accentuate self-doubt. And you start doubting yourself and your ability to stay in that hostile environment being the cold water. And you deny the ability of rational thought. And all you can think of is, how do I get out and back to comfort? Um, now, that, that sounds like a little bit of a dramatic uh, um, explanation. But when you get next get in cold water, that's exactly what you're going to experience if it's cold enough and you don't wear a wetsuit. And overcoming that and realizing that it's a very, very overzealous defense mechanism designed to get you up is that cold water will eventually kill you. That is the truth. Um, once you understand that, you understand that you can extend your time quite greatly, um, you start to understand what's happening upstairs in your head, why it's happening. And as soon as you repeat that process many, many times like I have, you start to get to grips with it and you start to realize you can override it. And once you start overriding it in my classroom, which is the cold water, you start to look a little bit broader and figure out, hang on, this is exactly what's happening in every business and every corporate around the world. Um, just it's not cold water, but the hostile environment is there, the challenges are there, the fears are there, um, and, and everything that, that comes together to make you react in the same way. So I can now talk very confidently to how the mind reacts in a hostile environment and the decisions we make in those environments that we don't even know we're making. That's the most important thing. So I'm, I'm really interested in the concept of um, you getting into cold water from the point of view of you're retraining your brain, the neuroplasticity of, you, of those things, making new connections, then solidifying those connections as you go. How long does that take you from going from short cold water bursts to longer, 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 and be able to get over and over and over that, that fear? Yeah, it's, it's a long process. Um, you know, and, and I'm glad you used the word fear because it is actually a fear that drives us, but we don't always identify it as fear. We identify it purely as pain and, and you know, it's horrible. So why would you stay there? And, and I understand that for most people. So through repeat immersions, through understanding it, through doing a little bit of studying as to what's happening, and I'm not technical, you know, all the, all the neuroscience behind it, I kind of know it's there, but, you know, I've, I'm what I call a hacker. I've just got in and done it, started in, in, you know, normal room temperature water, and, you know, if anyone's been in and around Cape Town and you've had a swim in our waters there, you know it's pretty chilly. So every time I got in the water, I'm subjected to cold water whether I liked it or not. Um, so I didn't set out on this journey to try and figure out cold water. I was subjected to it. And if I wanted to stay in, I needed to figure this out. Um, and I'm just one of the very few who have stuck it out and done it more over and over and over and over. 
and started to build up a real good knowledge base and understanding of what's happening upstairs in my head um, and in my body as well. You put that all together and you can then work really hard to figure out how to extend your time in those hostile environments. Yep. And then tell us about that crossover between your, your realization of what you're doing in, in, in extreme sport through to the business sense. So, you know, everyone, no one ever pushes back when someone or I say the human mind is the gateway to absolute greatness because it, it, it really is. I mean, it's, uh, the human mind is just brilliant. But what I push, and this is where I get some raised eyebrows and what I hope to bring up on, on stage on Wednesday, is that this gateway to absolute greatness as human mind of us is actually, of ours, is actually our biggest limitation. It is designed to keep you safe. It has evolved over hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years to keep you inside the comfort zone, so to speak. And that is great for the survival of the human species and all these wonderful things uh, that, that we know about. But there is a side effect of this wonderful defense mechanism keeping us safe. And that is it keeps us safe from the emotional pain that comes from failure. Because when we fail comes with humiliation consequence and that hurts a little bit and you know no one wants that I don't want it either but a lot of we all know that you have to fail to succeed that's been a narrative but it's extremely hard to actually live that narrative Um, and it's extremely hard when you're in that situation experiencing those fears yourself to realize what is actually going on in your head and make an informed decision. Most of us just do a U-turn back to comfort where we know we will get by, where we know we will deliver, where we will hit our number, where we will impress our boss, we'll put food on the table, whatever the case. But on the other side of that line that we've just done a U-turn from is where the growth happens. And that is what I'm going to be pushing really hard on Wednesday. Yeah, what's outside of your comfort zone, that's exactly where the growth happens. Now, you mentioned that most people make a decision to go back into their comfort zone. I think probably sometimes they make no decision. Correct. So, yeah, when I say make a decision, it's, it's a subconscious decision. You don't know it because you feel you've reached the end of your ability. Uh, and that is exactly the power of the human brain. You don't even know that you can challenge that decision. Subconscious decision, you don't even know you've made one, as you point out. Yep. Now, tell us a little bit about this part where you mentioned that's where the great things start to happen when you're, when you're out there. Oh, man, you know nothing great happens inside the comfort zone. I mean, we all get by and you don't want to always live outside your comfort zone. I'm a very real inspiration speaker, by the way. When I say real, I mean realistic. Um, I don't say anything you put your mind to is possible. Uh, in, In what I do, if I stay in that cold water for too long, it will kill me, all right? But what I preach really, really loudly is that when my mind tells me it's time to get out, that I can't go any further, that's just the beginning. <laughs> That's nowhere close to the end. And you've got to try in a sensible way, figure out how to step over that line outside of the comfort in an area where you uh, are going to be uncomfortable by its very definition because that's where you're going to learn. And if you fail, you fail forward. And, uh, you know, the, the beauty is I work with a lot of people around the world and I see it over and over again. And I would put the success rate probably at about 90 Five to 98% of those who try something that they've always thought they would fail at, they will then succeed. And it just opens the world and their eyes to, to them and uh, they take steps. It's just beautiful for me to watch. And that's what I'm really hoping to get across in my hour on stage. Yeah, fantastic. What an amazing, uh, what an amazing conversation that's going to be. Uh, thank you so much for coming and chatting us with, uh, with us today on the podcast. If people wanted to continue the conversation or get you uh, to speak at one of their events, what, what, what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, website, of course, or Instagram. Uh, so I'm, I'm ryanstramrude.co.za. 
um, is the website, obviously the www, and then Instagram is where I'm most active, and that is Ryan underscore Stramroot. Don't don't go to Ryan Stramroot because there you'll see my kid and my cat. Uh, but Ryan underscore Stramroot, that's S T R A M R O O D. You'll Fan- find it easily. Fantastic. And and just before we go, tell us about some of this extreme d- distance and water. What do you, what what sort of distances, time in, in freezing waters are you spending? Well, without giving too much away, I mean I've done uh, what everyone would expect me to have done as an extreme open water swimmer like the English Channel and a few of the of those really big uh, colder swims but my real claims to fame have happened in uh, in Siberia and in Russia and uh, in Antarctica where I've pushed boundaries that should not have been humanly possible um, or it was believed not to have been and uh, I've gone a little bit further than that um, and that, that is a great part of my story. When, when you um, put your faith in your team to be able to recognize when enough is enough, yeah. uh, how does that, how is that uh, the relationship go between you and your team when they, oh, where they can see, yeah. even though you might be thinking you can go further or yeah. they, they might think you can go further? Well, when it comes to extreme cold water, what you have to understand and what we do understand is that you are going to lose the ability to make a good decision because hypothermia is setting in and you're just hanging on to a little pinprick of light trying to push yourself a little bit further. And you cannot do that unless you've got a really strong support team who know you personally and know you well um, and have been empowered with the ultimate decision to get you out uh, if need be. So although it's a very individual sport, you're all by yourself doing the work in the water, it is 100% a team sport. Yep, and a trust game and a relationship game and them understanding. Wow. Very much a team. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your story. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much.